Hey, what's going on, y'all? Welcome to another episode of the Ethan and Terry Show, a podcast dedicated to covering and tackling the latest in sports and entertainment. It's your boy Ethan, aka Easy Pull Up, and I'm here with Terry Jenkins Jr. for episode number 28. Terry, how you doing, man? Feeling great, bro. Can't complain at all. Can't complain at all, man. It's good. It's good, man, because I know you and I both are just counting down the days, man, till tip-off of the NBA season down in the bubble in Orlando, Florida. Uh, over the over the last week, teams had just started to land uh, down in Orlando at the uh, Worldwide of Sports or Wide World of Sports uh, uh, at the Disney Complex. Uh, as you just start to see players roll in and, and like teams get settled, what's some of your just initial takes on like their demeanor? Does it seem like everybody is you know happy to be there, ready to play, or does it seem like a lot of players have other things on their mind? Um, honestly, bro, I haven't saw any player portrayed that they don't want to be there. Everyone seems positive. Um, even from them, I don't know if you've been paying attention. Um, ESPN, IG, of course, they've been keeping up with it. Um, and the NBA account, keeping up with the players. And I think they, um, I think it was Orlando Magics. They were like doing like a little fake rave in their little hotel sections on their balcony. Oh, man. Um, players have been fishing and having fishing competitions. Um, and so, like, the NBA has really teamed up with Disney and done a wonderful job um, in putting this thing together, not only making it to where, yeah, these players are going to be playing. Um, they're going to be playing a lot of basketball for us to entertain us, man. I saw the schedule today, and literally it's they're playing every single day. Like, teams, there's going to be a game – every single day into the playoffs. Like, we're going to have games. So, of course, teams are going to be swapping out, but they're going to be out there performing for us, man. They, they're they not leaving this place at all. Um, many of them are away from their media family members. Um, they're going to do it for a few months just to honestly give us all what we what we need in some form of entertainment, something even if it's for three hours to get it off our mind there. Man, each and every NBA player, shout out to you guys um, for doing this for us, for real, man. Um, they're out there, man. They're happy. They're competing. Um, you got Giannis workouts. You've seen Zion highlights of his workouts. Um, according to his trainer, he picked up 15 pounds of more muscle as if he needed any more muscle to add, <laughs> add on. Man, they showed some of his highlights, too. Um, I'm pretty sure you know Jackson Hayes, mm-hmm, big mm-hmm. guy, wonderful um, center, um, really going to have a bright future as well. But he was in practice and, like, jumping up and jumping against Jackson Hayes. Like, Jackson Hayes a little guy. Jackson Hayes is seven feet, probably, like, 250, 260. He's a big guy. So, yeah. I mean, I'm excited, man, and because the players seem excited. They seem focused. Um, I think we take for granted, man, these guys are professional athletes. And, it's, and that's the reason it's professional before that term athlete. They're professionals. This is what they do as a job. Um, I don't think anybody took a break or, you know, days off. They play basketball. They train um, to make sure they was in peak condition. That's why I feel like bro, we're probably going to have um, one of the best stretches leading up to the playoffs and definitely playoff series because everyone's going to be so focused. Um it's going to be intense, man. It's going to be intense. It kind of reminds me of, um, <laughs> I know it's funny, but you, you know when you watch the Red Dragon and um, Jet Li comes together to fight all these guys on the island, <laughs> they all training like this. It, it kind of has their feel. Yeah. It, it got their feel, you know. Um, I mean, yeah, man, I'm excited. 
I can't think of a more, I guess, me- mentally tasking time, bro. Because you know you're playing in the midst of a pandemic. You're in one of the one of the hot spots for the entire virus, like in the U.S., probably in the world for that matter, which is in the state of Florida. You know, you're quarantined, you know, from every and, se- and kept separate from everybody. But at the same time, you still run the risk. And then you're not around your family. You know, you're not used to the to the lifestyle that you were living, whether, you know, being a family man in the NBA or being, you know, young and and into your first couple uh, first couple of seasons. I saw I saw something on Instagram today that uh, Jay Williams had posted and uh, it was talking about how some of the players have been complaining kind of about their circumstances and things that they're kind of having to deal with in the hotel in the hotel. I mean, mm-hmm. from what we've seen, you know, it looks like like it'd be like any great time for the average person. But obviously for them, it's certainly not what they're used to. And so a lot of them yeah. have kind of been bashing, trying to make jokes, make light of it. And some of it is funny. But but Jay Williams, his call was that he's like, yo, guys, don't be tone deaf. Don't be tone deaf. You know, keep in mind that there are people around the world, around the country, you know, who lost their jobs and don't have hardly anything right now. Thanks. And so it's like, you know, are you guys trying to, I mean, well, you know, they're not trying to like make light of the situation or make fun of anybody or anything, but being tone deaf could definitely, you know, kind of rub people the wrong way. Did I mean? Plus, like even me seeing that, I mean, I didn't think anything of it off the rip, right? Because I was thinking like these are just players trying to make jokes and have fun about it. But what were some of your what were some of your takes, bro, in terms of the player reactions to their to their accommodations? Um, I felt like it was it was just them and giving a joke. I don't feel like they were taking a shot and NBA or just, you know, tried to come off as privilege or bougie for lack of a better term, high maintenance, again for lack of a better term. But I don't think they were trying to get it up. Mm-hmm. I mean, we live in a you know, no offense to Jay Will, but it can be kind of a, a barrier there as far as um social media age versus the age that, you know, is trying to you know, assimilate right. to social media because a lot of us, man, we, we post our food if we're going out, you know, it's kind of like the IG or especially a Snapchat thing is posting your food and, and talking about your hotel stay or accommodations, wherever you, whenever you're taking a trip. Right. So I don't think they posted like as a, as a bad, like to bash. I'm pretty sure they were served other types of food. I'm pretty sure they had gourmet meals because they have chefs that are serving them food. So I'm pretty sure if you was to follow someone else at a certain time eating dinner, they probably had a different dinner. That player may have been on a particular diet or had requested snacks and that was given to them. Who knows the situation? And so, um, yeah, I think they just, you know, just tried to make it be a little ha-ha joke here um, type of moment. I don't think they were meaning to come off again as tone deaf. Um, and where's the J will? I know it's a serious times, but sometimes people, you know, the way they deal with serious moments is to to not only laugh themselves, but to bring laughter to other people as well. Mm-hmm. And so I know, for example, um, the whole entanglement, this thing this weekend, that has <laughs> given a breath of fresh air, honestly, for society, be it at someone else's um, image are in relationship at, you know, at arms, but at the same time, you know, spoken the high high allows us to get our minds and um, off of 
certain situations like COVID-19, right. um, like the, the fight we are having currently against racial injustice yeah. um, and, 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 in the justice system. And, so, yeah. and kind of to your point, though, Terry, just about how, you know, like it, it's all just kind of in good fun. It's all in, it's all yeah. in good fun. And, and, and I think people are, are aware that these are very, very rich and successful or athletes or or play or people in general, right? They have a lot of money. They can they can basically do what they want, eat what they want, have the lifestyle that they want. So I mean, it's kind of good to get in on the joke with them, right? Because everybody knows nobody's like you know just just completely like unaware and blinded by it. I mean, and plus where it's like athletes who like a lot of them do have like their fun loving personality. It's not like it's Bill Gates <laughs> like posting <Yeah. laughs> something like that, right? Which you know there's a lot of scrutiny scrutiny you know, around you know him these days. Uh, but also, oh, man, it's, it's kind of it's kind of fun to just see the players in this environment because a lot of these guys, for them, this kind of reminds them of college, you know, being on the road, yeah. you know, for like tournaments and 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 and, and um, or extended road trips. Uh, some of the, some of these guys, you know, were drafted out of high school, right, and, and might not have even gotten that experience. So, I mean, I'm sure I'm sure that they're, they're gonna they're gonna really you know take a liking to it and. And they're building, you know, camaraderie with the teammates and staff, and and even amongst each other, man. Because because uh, even though they they're all are kind of separate from each other, like you know, they can all certainly relate to one another's kind of plight right now. Just having been away from your family, and just with all the pressures of being a superstar athlete, yet trying to be a voice, um, you know, as it pertains to like you know social injustice and racial inequality. So there's gonna be a lot of layers here, and 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 quite frankly, you know, to what you were alluding to, this this is gonna mean a lot more to the world than just continuing an NBA season. Definitely, man. Definitely. And speaking of continuing the NBA season, Terry, I mean, as we know, like the bottom three spots, at least in, as far as the Western Conference is concerned, especially, mm-hmm. uh, definitely up for debate, man. Because you know me, man. I got the Portland Trailblazers winning this whole thing. I don't care who is going to say. You said what? I know you got a rep. I got a rep, man. I got a rep, and and not and so. With that being said, you already know I got us picked to get into the top eight. But if we were having more of an objective conversation, <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> uh, as you kind of look at like the standings, uh, I guess as they were from from uh, from early March, just what are just some of your early predictions uh, of kind of who might be uh, one of the first three teams in, three teams out? Are there any teams in particular you're looking forward to to seeing compete and make a run? Um, first, just to sum it up, I will start with the East because it's, it's very, it's kind of clear. Um, in the East, the only team that can contend for the eighth and, and ninth spot is really a toss up. Um, it's really three teams if you want to throw in the Nets. Um, then you have Orlando sitting there at eight, and then you have the Washington Wizards who have a chance if it's within four games. Again, that's the rule. Um, after there, I, I believe it's a 12-game stretch. Um, the team, if a team is out of the playoffs and, and the difference in game is only four games, then there will be a play-in game. And so right now, my prediction for the East, I think it's going to stay the same. Bradley Bill is not playing. Um, unfortunately, he will not be playing, which, again, I don't blame him. I'm not going to lie. Uh, who, why go out there and score 60 points just to lose – by 30 points. I feel bad for Bradley Bill. Um, honestly, John Wall, please come back, man. I, you've been injured for like five years. Um, you were once one of my favorite players. Honestly, I believe if you would have stayed playing, you probably would be the best player in the East. 
now, to be honest with you. Um, but yeah, I feel bad for Bradley. I feel bad for Washington. They won't be making the playoffs this year. Um, I see the Eastern Conference. It may be a kind of a switch up. Um, I think Boston, with 12 games, I think they can run and get the second seed. Um, seeding doesn't really matter now because there's no home court advantage. Um, but it does kind of matter who you play first. And if I'm Boston right now, I would not want to play the 76ers in the first round, just being honest. Um, so, yeah, that that's just to wrap up the East. Do you have anything to say about the Eastern Conference? Yeah, yeah, man. Just as I kind of take a look at the standings right now, I really don't see it changing that much. I feel like part of me part of me feels that that maybe maybe the Hornets could, could, could try to could try to make a run with something. But at the, at yeah. the but at the same time, man, I, I don't see this change. If anything, it'll just be a shuffle amongst the top eight in terms of who's going to finish where. But you are right. I mean, uh, seating at this point is kind of irrelevant. Um, but yeah. at, but at the same time, it's all about matchups, man. It's all about matchups. It's all about who you would rather play. Who's going to get the high hand early and try to keep it going on into uh into August. But uh, but no, but no, on, on the East, man, I'm pre- I agree with you pretty much, bro. It's not going to change hardly at all. Not at all, man. Um, the West is way more interesting. <laughs> um, you have, man, you have one, two, three, four, five, six possible um, teams that can make that eight spot. Um, again, if it's within four games of each other, then you have a playing games. Um, you talked about Portland Trailblazers. Um, I wanted to let you expound upon that. Um, but I'm just going to say this, to be honest. I kind of give Portland the edge. To me, Portland will be the realistic prediction because they have Dame Leonard, CJ McCollum, and a healthy Carmelo Anthony. Also, we may have a rare sighting of the Beast, who he was a Beast last time we saw him. That's um, Yusuf Nurkic. Yeah. I believe I'm pronouncing it correctly. Yep, yep. His return, too, as well. Uh, man, that can shake up things in the West. And so it's just when it comes to veteran playship, uh, Dame is an assassin, man. He's a beast. We all know what time it is. When it's crunch time, it's Dame time. We've seen him do it over and over again for the past few seasons. It's unfortunate for me that they're even in this position um, because they had a lot of injuries throughout the season especially in the middle of the season. It's a different thing to have injuries in the beginning. Yeah. But Portland injuries became like mid-season, uh, which sucked for them. But I, realistically, I think they have the advantage now having a healthy squad that made made it to the Western Conference Finals just last year. Right. Um, I, can, I can see them taking the eight seed. My want would be, and out of all the great young teams, shout out to Sacramento, good young team on the rise, man. A couple of years, maybe they can compete in the West. Um, shout out to Phoenix, man, Devin Booker. Leave, bro, just leave. Uh, <laughs> uh, this, this will be the first year in probably, who knows, 15, 18, how many years the San Antonio Spurs will not be in the playoffs. Um, I don't see them making it this year at all. Um, I know tournament time, I know they're under, under deep, very under the radar, um, but I don't see them making it. Um, but if I had to pick a want, it would be the New Orleans Pelicans, man. To see Zion Williamson in play, the playoffs, NBA playoffs, as an NBA fan, I want to see it. The NBA wants to see it. We all want to see it, whether we know it or not. Um, John Morant fans out there 
Um, yeah. Even you guys want to see it. You want to see that Zion versus LeBron matchup. You, you got to want to see it, man. It's it's almost kind of yeah like I, the 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 Jordan um, and the Boston Celtics matchup or Jordan went in the playoffs yeah. early on. It gives you that feel, man. And so it, it would be wonderful. Also, the story with Brandon Ingram and Alonzo Ball and Josh Hart going against the the team that traded them away. For Anthony Davis, like I imagine, those young guys are gonna have a lot to fight for. No, absolutely. it's gonna be nice, man. It's yeah. gonna be nice to see if if that happens. No, absolutely. I mean, even as I look at, at the bottom, at the bottom half of the Western Conference, you know, I want my, I want the Trailblazers to get in at eight. I just I just think it's realistic. I mean, the Grizzlies are a young team, but if you look at teams like the Grizzlies and the Mavericks, there's one thing that I kind of want to call out as it pertains to. Uh, home court advantage, like, like and we talked about it on the last episode about these smaller markets who have like these cult and and this, and this this also goes for Portland too. These smaller markets, you know, they definitely play to that advantage. You know, yeah. like when like it's gonna be a lot different for Luca and Porzingis and, and those guys, you know, to play now, you know, than, than it would down in Dallas, right? Yeah. Like, like that's a that's a thriving, thriving, thriving fan base, super strong fan base, and so it's like, yo, okay, how are they gonna actually realistically hold up? Cause like for the most part, bro, you basically have the anytime fitness or not anytime fitness, like twenty four hour fitness, LA fitness, like renditions of the NBA right now, bro. Where it's like a bunch of guys, they're in the gym and they're gonna ball out, like like no no like no no crowd assistance, no nothing. You know, like it's yeah. literally gonna be solely about your game. That's what's making this uh like this season so unique. I mean, you could probably say, you could probably say the same thing across any sport right now. You know that that's, yeah. that's doing something similar to this, or 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 the like. So with that being said, man, I could very easily see a Mavericks team falling out of the top eight. I could definitely see basically the Trailblazers going in at seven, and the Pelicans coming in at eight. Total, yeah, total. And, and, and it's crazy, man, because I, I agree with you. Yeah, I agree with you. It, it's like who. The young teams, and this it's just my thought, and the same, I'm pretty sure, your thought, could you just express it, to be honest? Um, right. How how focused are these young guys? Like, the veterans, you know, they're, they're all Rondo, um, LeBron, even AD, um, Russ, and James. Man, James has lost some weight. We, we're going to see skinny James Harden when he returns. Yeah. Um, but these veterans, man, they've been putting in the work. Giannis, they've been putting in the work because they're so hungry. Because of them, this is their legacy. These young guys are just starting, like Luca, um, like John Moran and Jaron Jackson. I don't think we're. I think we're still gonna see great John Moran. I'm be honest with you, but I don't know about the rest of this team. Um, and so it's just like you yeah. would, would want to say they're gonna get in, but who knows? Are these guys gonna be prepared? Because these veterans, man, to them, it's this playoffs. It's time. Let's go. Like, they're ready. Terry, Terry, yeah. I would not be surprised if Portland goes twelve and zero. They would not surprise. Me. It would not, bro. It would Portland not go twelve. Would not. And Terry, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep, I'm gonna keep it a thousand. And I'm gonna keep, I'm gonna keep that same energy if the Lakers win the title. But if the Trailblazers win the title, I don't want to hear anything from anybody about no asterisk, no nothing. This is a global pandemic we're talking about here, in Florida, in Florida, bro. Florida. Like, bro, and this is the thing, bro. Like, if, if any matchup could be great, it's going to be Portland and the Lakers. <laughs> oh, my. I mean, I can't, and I can't be mad at either outcome, bro, because I'm going to, we're going to get the best basketball out of everybody. I feel like we really are. I feel like, have you, have you been watching the, the, uh, the TBT 
uh, basketball games? No, no, I have. I'm not gonna lie. No, I have. Bro, like one thing I'll say about about them that that was totally gonna be, uh, I guess, equivalent to the NBA minus minus obviously the 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 the, the talent difference, of course. But at the but one thing, bro, is that you saw hoopers, bro. People were just playing flat out playing basketball, bro. It was a lot more on the line to them than just entertainment. Yeah. Or obviously, in this case, with TPT, your team's playing for a chance to win a million dollars. But at the same, but at the same time, I really feel like we're gonna get the best out of everyone's game right now. Oh yeah, bro! Like everybody's been the gym, man. Everybody's been the gym. We're gonna see. Who's the best of the best? And I, I and it was crazy because at first when I heard NBA players saying like this is gonna be the hardest championship to win, I was like, man, whatever, man. And then I thought about like, no, they're serious. Like you understand, like that's all you've been thinking about because now to everyone, I have we have a chance. At first, if you know a regular NBA season, some teams like ah, okay, yeah. whatever. Uh, we may play the Lakers or. We may play this team and get bounced off, but now it's like, man, it's a new season. It's literally a new it's, it's a new year to them. It is. It's a new NBA year, bro. Everybody's fresh. You don't know who's what, who has momentum. Who's to say the 76ers, Sixers return and somehow Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid jail and they stay healthy and kill it in the East? Who knows if Dame and Melo and CJ gets off and just go crazy on the Lakers and, and beat them to six, seven games. Who knows? The Rockets may just go crazy and explode. Skinny James Harden may be the key to James Harden overcoming his, his playoff fears, and they make it to the finals. Like, who knows? Will this be the year that Giannis finally proves to everyone that this is his league now? Like, who knows, bro? And you know what? That was a beautiful segue into our last uh, our last segment. But but before we get into that, Terry, what I would give for a Trailblazers Rockets playoff series: Dame and Russ going against each other, zero crowd noise, and we can hear all that smack talk. Bro, yeah, I, bro, dudes, dudes gonna fight, bro. They gonna start scrapping for real. But, <laughs> Like for real, bro. <laughs> like, like think about it. think about going into the gym, bro. Back in like college, back back at ASA, bro. Going to the Red Wolf Center. You trying to run a game, right? Or and, and maybe you get into it with somebody. It's like an all out like fight, like like in like a, at like a rec center. That's basically what it's gonna be like, man. And <laughs> and I'm excited to 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 finally see some competitive basketball, bro, at the highest level in the world. But to your point about hey, about hey, we definitely need them mic'd up too. We, no, I'm gonna need that. Definitely need a mic up. I'm gonna need that. <laughs> but uh, but no, what, but just to your point about what you're saying about Giannis showing that it's that it's his league now. Do you believe that it's his league? We're we're preparing to embark on a post LeBron James era, which in in my opinion, and you might agree with this, in my opinion, is gonna be like when Mike retired. Yeah, and like, and and they they looked ahead to the ninety eight ninety nine season. Yeah, like, do you think it, it, do you think it's Giannis's lead now? Um, just to start where you you left off, it definitely. Um, no way, form, shape, fashion, facet, um, in any universe is LeBron James better than Michael Jordan. Um, just throw it out there to all the LeBron sexuals who may be listening. <laughs> 
or brun sexuals, whatever you guys prefer. Um, <laughs> nowhere. That, that, that's, but LeBron's impact on the modern NBA has been great for a long time. And so a league without him will look like that post-MJ era, kind of like the NBA is spying us. So, um, again, that's why I think the NBA is clinging so much on Zion because it's just like that's the best story. Um, out of the young talent, since we're talking about post-LeBron era, um, we do have Luka Doncic, who's – uh, um, from overseas, we do have Giannis, who's from Greece as well. So he's from overseas. So a young American player that has that new talent, like the next LeBron, next MJ, next Kobe Bryant, next face of the league, will be Zion. And look at Zion, the explosion, the explosiveness he has to build, um, the way he is with the media. Um, they, they kids love Zion. They love the dunks, and they love Zion. John Moran is a great young kid, man. Um, great young talent. I hope he can stay healthy for a long term in his career. He's gonna be very successful. I don't, I don't you know. He may end up like Chauncey and winning two rings, one or two rings with a good team. Um, if Memphis could keep that young core together somehow, um, get him a better coach, man. They, they need someone. Younger, um, someone Tyron Lou would not be a bad pick for the area like that. Um, so I get get a coach they can lean on to. But as far as like the player who would take um, the crown from LeBron James per se, it's going to be honest, man. I know we want to say, well, KD is still there. KD, man, is great. KD, honestly, to me, my opinion, and I. Kobe Bryant's my favorite player, but KD is one of the best scorers of all time, man. He's a he's a crazy seven-foot shooting assassin, man, with no heart. But this injury, we don't know how he's going to return. I mean, it wasn't to his elbow, so I don't, I don't expect his shooting form to change. But his aggression, his, his quickness, his speed, um, we don't know exactly what post-KD looks like. Is it, we still look like KD, or would he look more like 0807 Dirk, you know, which is not bad at all. We just don't know what, what we're going to get from KD. But Giannis, he, man, he's electrifying. He's yeah. a, a monster. He, he he wants your heart. He, he wants your soul, like Mike Tyson said. He wants to eat your children. Like this, <laughs> he's a monster, man. It's the reason they call the guy a Greek freak. It's not just because of his size and his physical stature and the fact that he put on an extra 60 pounds since he's been came over to the United States from Greece to, to be a part of the league. It's right. the fact that this man trains and works so hard in and out every single day. He's in the gym every day. He is determined to work harder than everybody else in the league. And that's something that we see in players like LeBron James. We've seen him like Kobe Bryant. We see in Michael Jordan is that, that hunger to show you that I am the best. It's more than just going out here and playing basketball. It's more than just winning games. No, I want to win every game. Like, I, I compete every second. Right. Like, Giannis is having an incredible year, man. Um, shooting percentage from the floor is up. He's attempting threes, at least five threes per game, and he's averaging a 32% right now. Just imagine if he gets up to 30s. He's just – and that's the thing. Giannis learned how to play basketball at 16 years of age. 
compared to guys like John Morant, like Zion, who's had a basketball since they were two. So, of course, when it comes to shooting, Giannis isn't the best because he's just learned how to play basketball. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's still learning how to shoot, but if he's already shooting at 32% just off a of sure will and work ethic. Just imagine two, three years ago. Now, the guy's only 25. Just imagine 22 years from now, Giannis shooting a ball, <laughs> shooting threes, you know, and he, still having that same physical stature, man. It's, it's you crazy. You know, Terry, you know, I mean, I'll say not to not to cut you off, but to cut you off at the same time. I'm gonna I'm gonna propose an <laughs> I'm proposing an alternative. Um, I I really feel and look, first of all, before I get into into to my point, so let's go back to when Michael Jordan retired. There was mm-hmm. like a clear five to maybe seven or eight years of not saying superstarless basketball, but Michael Jordan was like that pinnacle guy. He was the yeah. guy. Even even when he were in retirement, uh, the the two years he retired in the nineties, he was still the guy. He was that guy, that athlete, that marketable athlete, that face that any and everyone wanted to be like. Everybody wanted to be like Mike. And so when he left, there was certainly a void, not just in the NBA but in sports. And I feel yeah. like and in, in LeBron from a marketability standpoint, from just like eclipsing. Uh, just in terms of what it means to be an athlete, to be an athlete in this era today, which we all know, you know, just as well as I do, that's layered and it's far more than just being able to, to, to play your sport at a high level. Like he is probably the most recognizable guy that's currently act- actively playing basketball. And so when he leaves, bro, there's going to be a void. There's going to be a void. So with that being said, bro, like when when Jordan when Jordan retired, you could look at any face in the league, and everybody had their own like dominance. Like it was definitely more regional and territorial. Think about the think about the teams, man. Like in the early two thousands, that were that were cold. You know, and and, may, and maybe you could and maybe you could even blame that on like maybe marketing for 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 basketball players individually got better, so players were able to tell their stories more, and so. It was kind of more like divided and segmented across the league, so you could um, just effectively pay attention to KG up in Minnesota, or or Tim Duncan, Tim Duncan, Tony Parker, and Manu down in San Antonio, or Chris Webber, Vali Diva, Peja Stoyakovich in, in Sacktown, or, or or the Lakers, or or, or even like the the, uh, the the Trailblazers teams of the early two thousands. And then you look in the Eastern Conference, which you had AI and the Sixers like running things up there. Um, I, I guess let's see, no, the Hawks weren't very good back. Back then, they were like mid table, but like even like the Celtics, like well, Paul Pierce was just, we're on to come up. You had Vince Carter up in Toronto. I really feel like we're gonna mirror a similar time post LeBron, at least for about three years, to where everything is gonna be so regional, super territorial, and everyone's gonna have like their own hero, like per different parts. I don't think anybody other than Zion is gonna like hit that point, but I feel like Zion will really, really hit that point, much like when LeBron did, like you know, his first three seasons. So yeah, so it might be kind of hard again, to call. Yeah, from I, that's how I feel. From a clear basketball standpoint, I still feel like not saying Giannis is is gonna just be you know win the next three in a row after LeBron is gone. It's right. possible. Um, but from a marketing standpoint, I don't think anybody's gonna touch LeBron James where he is now. Mm-hmm. Definitely wouldn't say that because again, like I quoted to earlier before I started. Um, 
these guys are from overseas, and so it's not going to have the same impact. Mm-hmm. Like Giannis, if Giannis was American, he will get as much publicity as Zion Williamson does right now. If he was American, he's just not American. On, on top of that, he's a freak of nature. He's he's seven foot <laughs> tall and mm-hmm. runs like a locomotive. Like no child can assimilate to being Giannis Antetokounmpo, rather let alone pronounce his name. Like you know so. Like no offense, like it's just it's a, from a marketing standpoint. Point. That's why they're going with the Greek freak to shorten shorten his name to kind of make him more marketable. Like because again, a, a foreign player who's the the head of the NBA that hasn't happened yet. Mm-hmm. It hasn't happened yet, and so again, Zion is that American player, even though he's he's athletically a freak of nature. He's not seven foot tall. He's not this, you know, extreme size that I can't get to. I mean, Zion is big, right? I've seen a lot of six, seven, six, eight big guys um, in, in my life. I mean, you go to a college university, you see football players who are around that size. And so, like, Zion is, is more marketable because he's American, the flashy dunks, and then he's a kid from, you know, North North Carolina area where basketball south. Is, is south, where it's South Carolina area with basketball is like this prominent. That's what they do down there. I mean, it's in his blood. And then he, he's had this image since he was in junior high school. Like, he's been like this. He He's the internet sensation um, post-LeBron James era. So, like, as far as having a hype like LeBron, he had that in high school just like, LeBron had hype in high school. Right. Um, so, I mean, man, Zion is definitely the clear answer when it comes to marketing. But I do think before Zion starts to win rings, kind of like Jordan, before, you know, Jordan started to win his rings, there's going to be a stretch of about seven or eight years where he won't win the big one yet. Um, and in those seven or eight years, I got Giannis at least getting two or three. Right. Man, it's, it's it's definitely a lot, a lot that kind of remains to be seen and answered, man. But I mean, I don't know, like Giannis being like the perennial face of like the NBA, you know, and, and to what you just to what you just uh, pointed out, Terry. You know, he is an international player. You know, the, you're right. The league hasn't had that, and and it could do wonders for the league. Um, but honestly, I mean, definitely as far as expansion, yeah. Um, the the I'm trying to really think. You the closest we came to having an international player be the face of the league. I'm really trying to think of an era. Steve, the Steve Nash era was kind of like, but he, he still had Kobe, even though Kobe had went through that little spat. Mm-hmm. Um, he still had against the, the Greg era in, in Sacramento. I mean, uh, in San Antonio with Timmy and the guys and Tony. Um, it, it's hard to think of an era yeah. where, and honestly, it, you, it was a, it, yeah. You have to champion the the, uh, the three professional basketball teams down in Texas, man, because Houston, when they, like drafting Yao Ming, that that improved or created a relationship between that franchise and an entire country, right? Yeah. And, and you can even still feel that impact today. And then you know Dallas, yeah. obviously, you know with uh, their their European ties with with Dirk and and obviously Steve Nash, who's Canadian. Uh, and of course, San Antonio man with, with Manu being from Argentina, like, and, and that and that really put them on the map because they saw how great Ar- Argen, Argentinian basketball actually is. Because there's been a yeah. couple pro pro uh, 
pro ballers come out of uh, Argentina, and then Tony Parker coming out of France, and uh, you know, so it's it, that that did a lot for international basketball, at least from like you know within the early early to mid two thousands. But uh, but I don't know, man. I'm excited for Giannis's future, though, bro. You're right. He's he's got every shot in the world. You know, like the next three to five, six, seven, eight years to contend for a title. Any team he goes to, he, he'll be a free agent after next summer or next season, the 2021 season. So I'm I'm excited about it. I am too, man. I am too. It's only gonna get up there for Giannis, man. He's only his legacy is just beginning, man. I feel like this this year, the NBA season, that's one of the storylines that everyone's got to be tuning into. Is is where we're all are we on the the Giannis era. Um, where are we at? Are we in the climax now? Are we hitting that that part where he's starting to take over and LeBron James is falling? Will the Lakers win? And this is just a continuation um, or a the ending of the LeBron era, but we're still in the LeBron era. Who knows? We crown a whole new champion. Will, will Kawhi win another one? <laughs> right. Will, will this somehow be a turn into Kawhi era out of nowhere? <laughs> man, yeah, that's Who true. Knows, you can't, you can't, you can't, you can't sleep on hardly anybody, man. And that's and that's why I had to at least bring up the the example of the post Jordan era, uh, like the first yeah. five six seasons. I mean, you could literally go to any team, any I guess back when like divisions, I guess were actually like like really mattered. Like right, you can go to any division yeah. within within these conferences. And you you could you could stack up talent against each other, so so we'll see, man. It's, it's definitely a, a lot a lot to come, man, in the NBA as far as the next few seasons. But man, Terry, that's that's all I had, bro. You got anything else? No, bro. That's it, man. Hey, all right, man. Hey, make sure everyone out there, man, that's tuned in, be safe. Uh, continue to practice social distancing, man. The coronavirus is not showing any signs of slowing down anytime soon. Uh, like we're living in we're living in a new reality, so it's important to adjust. So we shout out to everybody, man, for tuning in, for checking us out. Uh, y'all keep keep tuning in, watching sports, man. About to get revved up with uh, the MLB starts at the end of this month. MLS just kicked off uh, last week uh, and with the NBA coming later this month as well. And obviously things remain to be seen with the NFL, but we'll get to that in another episode. But, but Terry, man, I appreciate you, bro. I'm going to holler at you. All right, bro. All right, man.